Hey, what's up? Do you like sex, love, and astrology? I do. You're in the right place. Let's dig in. Let's go. <laughs> computer. Hello, and welcome back to Astromantics. Yay! As always, I'm Lacey, and my lovely creature, bestie, glorious person over here is Mary Piercy. Work wife. Work wife <laughs> love. And to, <laughs> I know, right? Just love. Uh, and yeah. Today we have Eric with us. Ooh. Hi, Eric. Hey, what's up, everyone? Yes. And Eric is a fellow astrologer. That I am. This is really exciting. This means that you'll actually be the first person who we've ever had on here who actually understands a little bit what the fuck we're even talking about. I love <laughs> it. I know. I, I, I will be very careful not to add too much to the technical fuckery on the show so that uh, that it that it doesn't get convoluted. Oh, I know. It's, it's really hard, especially when you have so many ideas, right? And sure, you, sure. Of course, have probably delved into your chart relentlessly as we all do. Yeah, absolutely. So it, please say whatever comes to your mind. Sure. Um, I have right. not looked at any of your stuff yet. Like I, I know that you have your IG. That's because I love to test myself. It's the Aries in me. Yeah, I get it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I get it. So I actually don't know anything about you. I haven't looked up anything. So that's I fantastic. That. That, that's the mark of a good astrologer right there. It's <laughs> like, I don't want to know anything. I don't need like, right. like when I do it, like I don't even look at the chart. I just pull it up and I start flowing and reading it. So I think that's the best way to do it. That's how Mary does it. I have a Virgo stellium. I look at the chart for hours, yeah. write out all the details and then share. Nice. I yeah. like that. That fits though. That fits you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mary, on the other hand, is like, she's got a lot more earth and water like yourself. And so, uh, a lot. so intuition is her. Right. Mm -hmm. Perfect. My favorite. Yeah. 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 I but it creates a cool balance, right? <laughs> so like she comes in very prepared and makes notes for people. So that's great for like some learning styles too, right? To have something tangible. And then, oh, yeah, I like to like see the chart in the moment and see what like pops out. Mm -hmm. yeah um, and so i think it's cool that you're here today because then it's a third perspective right mm -hmm. so this is really fun yeah. yeah i love it i'm excited yes all right so we'll look at your chart i'll share the screen um we use luna software so it's kind of fun um we use whole sign houses i know that other astrologers use different plethora of houses of course and you sure. know the whole who the fuck am i through which house system right um but you have a zero degree taurus so it's kind of like pretty clean anyway using that whole sign yeah um but yeah i love using different layers right because sure. it's all astrology it all describes a person just the artist's medium might be different, right? The way that they, yeah, the medium they use to describe or render a person, yeah, so, kind of fun. Yeah, All right, I love that. Yeah, let's share your screen. <laughs> there it is. This is you. Um, I love that you're the first person also who's going to be on, who's going to be like, yeah, I know what the fuck this even yeah. means. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen this once or twice. 
I love it. Uh, I love, love it. So upon looking at your chart, my first thought was, holy shit, we have so much water and so much earth, right? Yes. So much. Um, but we have them sort of, uh, Mary and I use, uh, another method, which is like, we'll put, and some astrologers don't do this, uh, start with sort of Aries as an overlay to the first house, right? So some Aries themes will be blended in with your Taurus first house. Mm -hmm. So you might be quicker than some other earth signs might be, or a lot of earth and water, because you have that sort of fire underbelly if you will. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is really good for me because let me tell you, talking to, as an Aries, talking to Taurus is a, a little hard sometimes because of, you know, it, my, uh, unfortunately I have a huge ego. That's the real problem there. <laughs> That's a real problem. You mean, you're exactly like you're wired to be. <laughs> you exactly mean that. it's a problem. They're just kidding. Um, but yeah, so we have this Taurus first house, and you have this Taurus North node, which will tell us something about your sexuality a little bit too. Mm. So I'm excited. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but holy Capricorn. Hi, my name is. Capricorn, but unconventional Capricorn because you have fucking Neptune there, right? <laughs> so yeah. Saturn is like, I need structure, right? I don't deviate. The ladder goes up and down. That's how it goes. Most Capricorn, right? And yours is what boundaries? <laughs> it adds this piece of um, transcendence, bitches, right? Yeah, without adds- a doubt. Right. It adds that extra piece of um, I'm in touch with my generation. Right. But it's like there's an in touch with the higher realms or the higher perspectives of what Capricorn can even be. Do you really want to achieve? Right. Do you really want to reach your goals? You got to add spiritual shit in there, baby. That is a part of a huge makeup for you without a doubt right it's not just physically achieving but it's also got like that um i've got jupiter in here and i got neptune beliefs and faith in this shit right so a part of this capricorn achieving goals is very spiritual for you without a doubt yeah it 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 set my soul on fire in a good way when i when i went through my quote unquote spiritual awakening and it was like oh my god this is this is it this is the the world belief the the ninth house you know just like a philosophy that i was searching for that gave life more meaning and motivation for those capricorn goals yeah right. yeah yeah like a deep deeper calling there oh for sure for sure yeah Man, what is it like to have a, a Scorpio Saturn <laughs> life oh, purpose man. in Scorpio? It's yeah, it's uh, it, I'll, I'll be honest, that one can feel a little heavy at times, you know, a lot, a lot of karma in those placements. Um, so it's uh, lots of transformation with it being Scorpio and, and in relationships too, because it's in that seventh house, but 
sometimes it can feel like uh, being Popeye without his spinach, trying to push a boulder horizontally and doesn't know when he gets to stop because it's just like constant transformation. And then I'm a Capricorn too, so I got to get the mountain. So I got to keep pushing. So keep going, <laughs> keep transforming. Yeah. yeah. Can't stop, won't stop. It's like transforming up. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, uh, you have your moon in Capricorn. That means that definitely you like to do physical activity. So that would mean that, and hard physical activity, taxing physical activity. So um, climbing mountains or um, climbing, scaling walls, like physically hiking, right? Physically climbing. Taurus risings tend to like to lift weights and sort of have that muscle, feel that muscle tension, that muscle growth and muscle. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, love, love lifting weights. Um, you know, it, it's really interesting because where I kind of fell off the wagon a little bit, but also along with like not feeling sometimes fully in my identification, just through some transformations I've been going through. So that's come up a lot of like, where does that piece of like lifting weights like fit in to mm -hmm. it? So I'm, like, I'm actually really glad you brought that up. Yeah. The lifting weights, the working out. Yes. Um, it's important. So Capricorn moons, um, from my studying, I, my husband has a Capricorn moon as well. Um, his is in the 12th house. So it took him longer to know what he even liked physically. Um, but but um, physical massage would probably feel like a, a beautiful experience for you, like a deep tissue. Capricorn moons tend to need like fucking elbows, need like it's, more pressure. I need my bones to feel your tongue. It's true. Right. It's right? true. I once worked with a chiropractor massage therapist who like prided herself on like making her clients like, like tap out, like that's, that's too much pressure. And I'm like, what? That's all you got? And she was like, she was just like kind of frustrated in a comical way by it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's amazing. What were you going to say? Mm -hmm. uh, don't you always, you say biting too with Capricorn. I feel yeah. Like. Teeth. Got it? Yeah. Teeth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Is biting a thing for you? Uh no, I was gonna actually ask, do I need to do I need to start biting more in sex? Is that is that or do you like different? getting bitten? Mm -hmm. Uh I don't not like getting bitten. <laughs> I mean that's an answer. Feel feel free feel free to see where this comes up in the chart, but I'm I'm kind of like open to like exploring anything within reason in that department. So that's kind of yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Oh, eighth eighth mm -hmm. house you're honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, Capricorn is also the sign of tried and true, right? It does have like a, a, a more of a traditional reserved spin on it for sure, right? Uh, my husband, it, it took us a long time of being married for him to even let me like pound him on his ass, you know, to like feel the reverberation in his body, right? Like, it actually wasn't until I studied, started studying astrology and started learning about this. He, he would be like, no, 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 um, in a way. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure you need to trust me on this. I think I'm on to something, you know? And then he did. And he was like, that was enjoyable. You know? <laughs> like, 
he was afraid of he uh capricorn moon like he didn't want to be stung right or like he didn't want pain necessarily but like a stingy sharp right not like that but more of like a pounding paddling something reverberating like you know those massagers those punching massagers that you can go on your muscles with yeah that that right like that is almost kind of a a, a bit of a turn on we found with him mm. to or for me to like really punch him in his where he needs to be punched like in his back right nice <laughs> so like really punching him in his large muscle group areas on his back super awesome Thank yes <laughs> write that shit down um capricorn moons will downplay their feelings or emotions because it's not felt the same way in the body that other moon signs tend to feel in their body and yours is a little bit different than this because you've got that taurus rising and a taurus right loves texture right sensory right loves loves different kinds of sensors um so yeah. something that might be appealing to you too, or what is your experience with sensory play? Like cutting off one sense blindfold so mm. that you can have the other senses available to experience intimacy. Yeah. I haven't experimented specifically with blindfolding. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I will say in general, there's a lot that I feel like I, want to experiment even more with than I have with sex in general. It's just, I think sometimes maybe the traditions of Capricorn is like, wait, like, is that okay? Like, even though I know, like, right. I know it's fine. Right. Like it's, it's great to explore, you know, that stuff in a healthy way. So um, I'm just, gonna, I'm going to add blindfolding to the list and, and sensory deprivation. Cause yeah, I haven't right. explored that. Yeah. Yes. My husband loves sens sensory deprivation tanks loves them right yeah yeah in them yeah other thoughts are yeah go mary that that zero degrees taurus right um sensory everything would be a very sensual creature but then you're i mean um zero degrees is interesting right all astrologers have different perspective on cusps but um i like to think of it as like that door being open so you're still feeling some of that Aries, right? Mm -hmm. Because your rising is literally kind of sitting in that doorway. So I wonder if um, if that's why maybe just experimenting with some of this stuff would be good, right? Since your your physical body is like just walking into Taurus, whereas your Capricorn Sun is 29th degree, right? right? Like uh, you're almost like Aquarius, I'm Aquarius, but yeah, the most wise, right? Uh, Capricorn degree but then the zero degrees Taurus so maybe that's why like experimenting with it might feel good right something about your body is like this is all kind of new let's yeah. just venture into this I like that I like that yeah I, especially with that I feel like that north node there to like actually go and, and explore that and, and move into that mm -hmm. in my chart of like that identification side of me of like the sensory side because you're right like the aries cusp and then that late degree of capricorn at 29 degrees it's like uh where where i feel kind of like this merging breaking away from 
a little bit of a traditional masculine too, exploring more of that feminine side of the sensory side of like Taurus and 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 again like kind of experimenting and taking slow steps in that direction sometimes like dragging my feet a little bit and kicking and screaming but but still ultimately doing it uh, that north node also in Taurus um, people who have this um, often say that they were quite promiscuous early on in their mm. sexual exploration because they wanted to get right to the bonding, right? I want to get right in the bed and I want to experience this bond immediately, right? Mm -hmm. So they didn't, oftentimes people with a North Notorious will say, um, I didn't like give us time. I wanted to experience this immediately. I felt the connection. You're feeling it. We're feeling it. Let's earth water together, Right. Yes, one hundred and ten fucking percent on that one. <laughs> like, like when, it, like early girlfriends in like late teens, early twenties, it would be a few months into a relationship, and my friends would be like, "Dude, you're you're moving so quick. Like, what are you gonna like? What's next? You gonna marry her? Like by the end of the year? Like, yeah, it's definitely stepping on the gas and like let's let's create that bond. Let's go. I'm feeling it. Yes, okay. that. People with Taurus and North Node, that is a big component as to why um, long-term relationships are particularly difficult because there's a loss of that passionate intimacy that you would have experienced early on. And they say yeah. too that people who have North Node and Taurus um, in long-term relationships will often part of the shadow side of it is they'll result to bartering right i want your behavior to change and i won't give you sex until it is or or, or you know i know women north nodes in taurus particularly do this right where it's like oh you're not then if i if you're not doing what i want you to do right then i will yeah. use sex as a bartering tool is a wow. north node do you feel yeah. that too uh, so because I love sex so much, I would never withhold it. However, I will <laughs> say that, that it was quite a one-two punch of this experience of like where I would almost break rapport in the relationship of any feel-good energy some at some point maybe in the day after sex because of a pressure that I would put on them to change or transform in some way instead of like just accepting them. So yeah. Like it still happened. It just, I just, <laughs> I just wasn't willing. Maybe it's just being a guy. I was like, I wasn't willing to withhold sex from it though. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, women more yeah. will withhold the sex. Men will sure. be more like, how can I manipulate this to get what I want? <laughs> no comment. Please. <laughs> <the fifth. laughs> Don't you love astrology for that though? Right. Where you're like, oh, damn, I can't hide from it. Yeah, it's true. It's all out in the open. Right. But but what you can create then with this Taurus is this. Be so I think part of the reason why I got into astrology and sex was to learn how to have better sexual relationships or intimate relationships. And I um, my husband and I would go to, you know, sex clubs and things like that. And it would always be like, no one knows what to do exactly in these situations. 
you know, you have some people who are like, oh my God, kink all the way. That's all I do. I'm walking out in nothing. Right. And you're all awesome. That's amazing. You do you. I don't know how to interact with that though. I, I don't know how to what, right. And so, um, something about knowing where to start. So for you, you have a very spiritual chart. Yes, you have a very sexual chart too, right? This is a person who, hello, seventh house, Scorpio rules the genitals, right? Hi, yeah. my name is, these are my genitals in a way, yeah. right? <laughs> that explains why I used to go into those ab classes in college with shorts that were too tight. Uh, you, you would think I just would have bought a new pair to like not show the junk off, but like, I don't know, for some reason I was okay with it. <laughs> right. like, i'm not mad at this just saying just saying <laughs> right but uh so learning how okay so where for you something that you need as a taurus rising in that north node is sensual touch right the yeah. difficulty is, is you have so much water that it's going to flow right into the bed right that's yeah where it's going to flow that's where it's going to go because you want to get lost right you want to be you yeah. know lost right yeah dissolving yeah. those boundaries we'll get to that venus and pisces here in a second right but yeah. yeah dissolving those boundaries and so i think what i love about astrology is it gives you ways to touch centrally without being like and we're fucking right or like, come on, can we have like baby steps somehow? Does it really, my Aquarius needs friends, right? It, it wants that friendship vibe first. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I can't interact with this. Hi, look into my eyes. Now we're going to fuck. My Aries can hang with it, but only like three times. And she's like, okay, I'm good. Peace. Bye. You know, like, I don't want to yeah. engage anymore, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But if you want something sort of that more deeper and meaningful, which earth and water for sure wants, right? They want that depth. Um, learning astrology is a way to kind of do baby steps. So in so for you, like paying attention to how does my nervous system react to them holding my hand, almost paying attention to those baby details sensories right and making those yeah. big yeah right like so. oh my god like how does that feel you know and then instead yeah. of it, like my dick's in you now you know what i no, mean it, incredible yeah like it, it fits so well because like i've had like my last partner i didn't i wasn't paying attention but like sometimes we would just be relaxing or be touching and my central nervous system would sort of like go into this jolt. And it was like, it was my body like telling me like, hey, like this person's not entirely safe, like at a more like intuitive sensory level, right? But like where I'm at now, like I'm very much starting to explore more of like a tantric style of like approach to things, like not not in a relationship because I'm not, not in one, but even just working with a, a tantric practitioner who, you know, works on me, but I do sessions for her too, with uh, breath work is a type of uh, thing I do as a service provider. But so there, there's a little bit of like touch exchange. And so that that's been really interesting to experience that. Well, like, I'm not going to fuck this person because like, she just 
like we're doing a session together i'm facilitating for her right but if she if she asked you know to be held or something at the end that's been really interesting for it to be like okay this is not like a sexual thing so that was it's really interesting that you bring that up because that like just happened wow yeah totally yeah. Uh, that's that venus and pisces too you're um you're actually a love goddess there's a love mm -hmm. goddess in you yeah you know yeah. that venus is in her sign of exaltation here yeah right mm -hmm. when i was younger the way that i experienced this was don't look into their eyes if you do they're gonna chase you and that could be scary <laughs> right because that's kind of all you have to do as a Venus in Pisces, right? They're like, all what honestly, what yeah. You? yeah, and I'm all, oh, shit, sorry, I didn't mean to, sorry, you know, like, uh, but there is a you bring your own party, so that's the other thing that you bring because it's the, the people who I know who have Venus and Mars together conjunct in the same sign, it's like they bring their own party, yeah. They bring their own sort of, you know, sexy self to a party. Charming in public, right? Yeah. Super charming, right? Oh, yeah, 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 right. 11th house in the world, definitely considered uber charming, right? Like every person within a mile of you is like a what, what, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting, though, the looks the observations that i get when i'm like just going about my day and the society and the world for sure right just lifing people are like oh what you know you're all... <laughs> and you can't get away from it right as yeah. a because <laughs> venus and she she's the attractor in our chart right what do you do when you have the most maximally attractive goddess in your life just you are right and having it in your 11th house that's like your friends do you even have female right. friends are you able to have female friends not really not not with <laughs> not not without at least like at least one of us or both of us like kind of like spinning the dial or peeling the rose petals and be like do i want to fuck this person like would it, would it be okay <laughs> <laughs> right yeah it's kind of a superpower it's a superpower that you could have basically you could you could charm or sex anyone right like with a venus and pisces it's like now uh in a female body it's more like if i fuck you um i could get pregnant there's a lot of danger there or you could obsess over me. That's a lot of danger there, For right? Sure. In the For female sure. body. But yeah. like, do you also do art or um, Mars art? So a Mars in Pisces, I I once um, had a lover who had Mars in Pisces and he did um, art like about war. You know, he did art about like, uh, knives needed art about you know think of that mars martial things right uh so it kind of makes you want so how do you how does mars in pisces it's because it's also how you pursue sex too right mars is how we pursue sex yeah yours is in 
you know, Pisces, which do you use traditional rulers or modern rulers? Do you include Jupiter and Neptune as like a ruler of, of? Yeah. When I, when I think about it, for sure, you know, like, uh, like, like both rulerships, mm -hmm. um, some, some, sometimes it's, you know, if it slips my mind, cause it's not intuitively in the flow to interpret it that way, but I definitely, I definitely pay, pay homage to both for sure. Me too. Yeah. Same. Mm -hmm. I think um, it's interesting that you said, um, about Tantra and like breath work and stuff. Yeah. That feels like on point with this Pisces, like very, uh, Venus and Mars together, but then in this house of like friendship and community, like, I almost wonder if you're going to like inspire a community of like, maybe non-sexual needed touch or sexual also, I don't know, but mm -hmm. that breath work component feels like it would be a big part of maybe like an intimate yeah. situation or it could be. No, for sure. That's spot on, Mary. Actually, um, that session that I just facilitated uh, for that tantric practitioner, it was a breathwork session, but it was designed to take the the sexual, like kundalini energies, mm -hmm. like the, the masculine feminine of those energies and like draw them up within her to like have, you know, a very masculine feminine infused, like kind of whole body sexual kind of kind of experience you know and so it's it it is it's really interesting with it being pisces too because it is very intuitive and in the flow but but being right. in the 11th house of people and, and service and things like that i don't always it, it kind of just the intuition just kind of drops in a lot of times of where the trailhead's going with this stuff like just kind of following my intuition of like what's next. And I don't always get the luxury of knowing like, this is it, this is the big picture, you know, like I'm going to be doing this, but I definitely know that those things, uh, sex very much. So, um, you know, service, all of those things are somehow connected. It's just connecting exactly how this is blossoming and going to look. I haven't, uh, hasn't fully materialized yet. So definitely mm -hmm. learning to let go of control on, on how that looks. Yeah. That's hard for that's a cat. Yeah. It is. It is like if sometimes like infuriate, infuriating <laughs> because I, I'm like, I'm like, I'm supposed to be fucking boss. I'm supposed to be like, mm -hmm. you know, like, I don't know why, but it, I, why I think of, uh, Leo DiCaprio, DiCaprio and like the great Gatsby or something like that. Like I want it to be like my party and people come and then it's okay if they know that I'm the guy throwing the party or not. It's funny because you mentioned, right? Like the Venus, uh, Mars and Pisces, like being my own party. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, what up? Yeah. Um, you're definitely doing something that paves the way for that type of work though, that very, when we see people with Pisces bits in their chart, we know immediately, have you ever tried Tantra, right? Have you ever experimented with that slow breath work, that slow uh, movement towards the dissolution of the boundaries, right? Right. And, and Venus is a goddess, 
and Jupiter, you know, also rules, Jupiter rules your eighth house and your 11th house, you know, along with Neptune. So this is transcendent, intimate touch, right? Or interaction, not even just touch, interaction, yeah. right? And thank God you have all this cardinal here to get the job fucking done. <laughs> to to make create a structure where people can do that right like that's something kind of special and something because i know that i love the idea of facilitating i would love to have like a temple atmosphere and yeah. you know have like touch yourself here touch your partner here right i would love yes of that um in I think you have the makeup kind of to do something like that. Thank right? you. I love that. Right. What what came to mind was uh, I think it was like the second Matrix movie. There's one where Morpheus is speaking to the entire village or crowd or whatever in Zion, but then Neo and Trinity like go in their little like temple yes. space and like get it on like while everyone else is like the best like, scene in the yeah, whole like, yeah. primal scene. Yeah, like great, great fucking scene in that movie. Great fucking scene. I totally agree. It's really yeah. good. Have you ever seen the movie Roadhouse? Older. I have. Movie? I have. Um, it's <laughs> it's funny because like the the Venus, the Mars, and Pisces. Like sometimes, like I I see myself as like the avatar actor a little bit like the Patrick Swayze type a little bit, you know, yeah. like the masculine, but still like the lover, like archetype. So right. yeah. Right. Yeah, so, it's been a long time since I've seen Roadhouse, I'll be honest. Is, was there a particular thing in mind you had from that or? Another great fucking scene is what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember it was one of the first ones I ever saw, which is probably why it made an imprint on me. But yeah, yeah. there's like where they just have been wanting each other for forever. You know, and then they sort of finally get to like, he's just not open with anyone. And she's like, oh, I see that. Also, I think you're kind of smart. Also, let's fuck. You are Patrick Swayze. (laughs) (laughs) But he was into her mind as well. And I think as an Aquarius, I appreciate that mind a bit. Right. Where I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. He has an Eros in Aquarius. Interesting. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, so, interesting. Yeah, right on my south node. My south node is 29. So it's like something about maybe we've met in a past life in a way and talked about, you know, erotic things or something. So it's kind of fun that we're here for each other now in this incarnation being like, all, have you ever thought about starting a temple? <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. It is, it is funny because there feels like there's like an assumed familiarity you know, yeah. like you're, you're like, you like message me on IG. You're like, Hey, like want to be on a, on a sex and astrology podcast. I'm like, sure. Let's go. I'm like, it's okay. I'm ready. And then like, now we're just putting it all out there. I love it. <laughs> but it's, I love normalizing these topics, right? Yeah. And I love normalizing that just because you want to be intimate with someone doesn't mean fucking necessarily. Right. Right. It means other things and you have these uh, components to make these other things tangible. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yes. Uh, but yeah, commitment uh, in a traditional sense would be something that might be difficult for you, right? With that, you mentioned yesterday that the Uranus in Sag in the eighth, right? Mm-hmm. 16 mm-hmm. degrees. Yeah. And then we, we've got that direct square. They are like, fuck you, no, fuck you, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, very... <laughs> It's funny, like, as I don't think I've ever seen it in this way before, but because that Uranus is in the eighth house mm-hmm. and it's like that masculine and Sag, like, yeah. fuck you. And like the Pisces, but, but it's Mars though too. So it's like, kind of like, fuck you. But like, kind of like in this, like more like soft, intuitive way, like, no, like we're trying to have a good time here. We're trying to be magical and like have a, you know, Princess Jasmine Aladdin carpet ride <laughs> over here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Awesome. Uh, um, I have a personal question. <laughs> yeah, of course. Are you are you monogamous? Or do you, you know, prefer monogamous relationships? Uh in general, I I have always been monogamous, but this has been coming up a lot lately too, which you're you're really intuitive, by the way, Mary. Because like every time <laughs> you like ask a question, I'm like, I'm like, there's so much value in like in those. Um I I continuously find myself exploring this idea of like how can I if I'm going to be in a monogamous relationship how can she especially but me as well like feel free in the relationship and not feel any like dogmatic beliefs around like codependency ownership you know marital contracts just like any of the paradigms that like have existed that um you know I felt felt feel like have been like getting torn down and like how to have that sense of sovereignty and freedom in a relationship. And so sometimes that comes up as the question in those relationships, like, do we explore that? Do we explore poly or an open relationship? So I haven't went there, but it's like come up with multiple partners here, especially the past few years. So. Um, I, well, the, the Pisces, right? Uh, Venus there, also Mars, that, um, but the, especially the Venus for some reason, right? The dissolving of boundaries, the existentialism of Pisces, right? It kind of sees like, it seems like it can see above that, but then you have all the Scorpio in the seventh house, right? Which can be kind of possessive and uh, maybe not want to share, right? It's true. So interesting, um, interesting, dynamics there right because like it would have to be done in a certain way I imagine right I don't think it would be um a a free-for-all in a relationship with somebody with this much Scorpio right but I could definitely see maybe playing with those boundaries or playing with uh uh you know not caring about societal or cultural norms uh, necessarily the same way that everybody else would yeah yeah it's funny because what like getting visions of like uh like a ribbon cutting ceremony like like being very intentional about it but then also like the joke of like well maybe i do that with the relationship where it's like the one that i'm not trying to like be in for long term that way if it like goes to shit and it's like really doesn't go well at least like that wasn't the ferrari that i was gonna like drive for the next 20 years right (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah, that feels a little saggy, right? That little uh, eighth house, Uranus, unexpected. Yeah. But then um, I think Sag just appreciates freedom, right? So you add a Uranus in there, right? And that yeah. would be, that'd be electric, that feeling. But yeah, um, Sag gets labeled like noncommittal, I think a little bit too early, right? I don't think it's that. I just think that there's a, a deep appreciation for freedoms and like yeah yeah absolutely and a freedom for like learning and teaching right spontaneity and travel in some way would be exciting oh yeah I've been there jumped on a plane to go see a girlfriend who was doing a study abroad in Spain <laughs> done that one <laughs> Did you feel super alive doing that? I do. I do. <laughs> yeah. And it, and yeah, I just, it's like no problem having the, the energy, the motivation, like pull those strings, like, okay, I'm going here. I'm traveling. I'm doing this thing. or I'm doing this thing with this partner or whatever. Yeah. So. It's so interesting. Cause like, um, I keep looking at this North node, South node, right. Um, you have all this Scorpio, but then it's your South node, right? It's kind of this like mastered, accomplished past life type thing, but then you put it next to your Saturn. I think that adds that psychic layer that you were kind of talking about, right? That um, maybe visions or maybe just very in tune with past lives somehow, right? But then to put that yeah. North node in Taurus, right? The more conservative, the more um, stubborn, <laughs> right? Like it's, it's asking you to go in a direction that's actually more minimal, right? More like slow down and appreciate and sensual play, like Lacey's saying, right? Smell the roses, take deep breaths. Um, but then all this Scorpio and it's your DC, right? So I always think it's really interesting when there's a mix like that, when the directive is telling you to go one way, but the other way also has a lot of weight in your chart, right? You can't just abandon right one and go so you have right. to find that balance between scorpio being the freakiest and taurus being the most conservative <laughs> right so how do we you balance that your body is in taurus but your life's purpose is in scorpio and then right. backwards would be the the callings uh i don't know how do you navigate that as an astrologer who knows this right mm -hmm. uh what comes up is like just in general um not subscribing to any type of like way to be whether it's like a social norm or or an identification and just kind of going more with like just what i feel like where there's times where being more conservative or being more traditional if that's what i'm in alignment with when there's other times where it might be more you know kind of taboo like with the scorpio energy and so to not really like make a cookie cutter like oh, okay i'm spiritual so i'm gonna like wear these clothes or like tie-dye or right. like do like smoke this thing or just mm -hmm. like whatever you know like there's times where um like certain spiritual uh community stuff i guess you could put it like spiritual um you know, just like the the style of it, the culture of it, where I'm like, no, that's, that doesn't interest me, you know? Mm -hmm. So there's just certain ways that I 
guess I gravitate towards more based on just like the intuition of like what I feel like pulled towards. Right. Cause it's like interesting. It was like, I just got done teaching an online astrology school, but then I also go to these business networking events with people that are completely normal and would not come on this podcast or talk to me about astrology. Right. So it's like, I, I'm, I am, I'm like trying to figure out like, okay, like, is this what it was like when Harry Potter, like, like grew up and like had kids and he's still like magical, but like has to be this adult now and exists in society, like outside of Hogwarts. It's kind of like that a little bit of just trying to see like, when does the magic need to come out? Because sometimes it can be like, if I just spring it on people too much, it's not the right timing for them or it's not received well. And then I don't feel good afterwards either. Cause I'm right. like not creating rapport with, with people where I do want to connect. I do want to build bridges and relationships. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's very relatable. It's probably in a spiritual entrepreneurial realm. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's, I, I feel you there. We actually have opposite charts. I'm a Scorpio rising. Okay. My DC's in Taurus. So I think this is really fascinating to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just on a personal much. level. Thank you. Right? Yeah. And and like from the perspective too of just like the purpose on the Scorpio side and the conservative, like like just that piece alone, like I'm still trying to figure that one out. Mm-hmm. Because it's like how to show up and and break down these boundaries around, you know. <laughs> sex or just any of this stuff and like actually create that you know actually physically manifest create that i there's still a little bit of like like apprehension on how to show up and how that looks and breaking some of even just my own norms of identification to show up and like fully own that because there is freedom in that i want to do that but like there's been uh just fears conditioning that's kind of like that i'm feel like i'm evolving through you know, mm-hmm. just to like move through a lot of those like moon and Capricorn and Scorpio placements to like emotions with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that 10th house is Aquarius, right? So in work, you're kind of going to be blazing your own trail. Yeah. Right? It's going to be a little bit more original, a little unconventional, non-traditional right, legacy. Right. But then your cap <laughs> and Taurus isn't, you know, wouldn't love not necessarily having a roadmap, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where are we going? What are we doing? Yeah. Uh, but I mean, luckily your Eros is here. So you like unconventional a little bit. I wonder if that's a little bit of that experimental stuff you're talking about too, mm-hmm. right? Being willing to try stuff. Because I think Aquarius Eros like shock value a little bit, right? Like yeah. that. Yeah. Yep. I like the way that feels for sure. <laughs> <laughs> We find that it's every uh, Capricorn's conundrum, especially with those with Neptune and Jupiter in there, right? Because those are not natural. They like they don't feel at home necessarily there. Right. That's right. probably why you don't feel at home in that regard of just being like, fuck you. This is the ownership, right? Right, right. Yeah. And then Venus can't not be aware of how to build a bridge and when to speak up and when not to speak up right? Like, how are you an idiot that you don't know? Right? Like for some people, but uh, yeah, no, you're, I think everything you just said is exactly the right place where you are right now, exactly where you need to be, right? Dealing with that 
you know, Saturn and Scorpio and that those nodes, which are very sexual. And then also understanding how to work with that energy, because that is for sure, you know, a kind of directive, right? What do you think, Mary? Do you have a, do you have a square to Saturn right now? Um, because you're a later degree fixed sign. Isn't that later degree Aquarius right now? Transit's a baby. Yeah, I yeah. It just came out of the, my Saturn squares, like uh, the Saturn and late degrees of Aquarius, which <laughs> that was tough. Yeah. I was, I was preparing for that one for like a year and it was, it was kind of tough. It's kind of like felt like having to keep screwing in like a new light bulb and then the light bulb <laughs> would like go out and it's like, well, what can I do? It's like the light bulb should work. Oh, oh yeah. Right. That Pluto right on your fucking sun. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And Chris, transformations as totally, vitality. Totally. Krista has a later degree cap sun as well. And we've been telling her about this Pluto that, you know, that's why all these deep transformations are happening. Yeah. I have a, I have a two degree Aquarius sun. So that's going to be right on it. Yeah. You're going to, yeah, you're going to get that. Closer and closer. (laughs) Yeah. And I think this is why I was going to follow your IG after this, because one, I have Venus in Pisces and she's in the fucking 12th house, which is like hard to see. I love my enemy. Right. Yeah. Because that would be like, you guys talking would be more like a mirror yeah. for you to be able to see your own Venus right. and more clearly. I'll be able to look back on your shit and see how Pluto was affecting you. Right? Yeah. Yes. Which will give me insight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited that like I know that I can talk to someone else who like really gets it or at least is preparing for it like what it's like to have pluto cross your sign because that's like the biggest one where i'm I'm like like we're all transforming you know like we're all going through stuff and evolving as human beings in our own different way and it's like sometimes i feel like that's a hard one to explain to people that don't know astrology like what this is like yes i feel like i can't land anywhere so pluto isn't giving me any place for solid ground like already what I pick up on is I can't stop seeing the circle of no one's right. Everyone's right. You know, I, it's like, uh, I can't, I can't land anywhere. Pluto is just shaking the ground underneath me constantly, you know? Yeah. yeah. So footing is not what happens during a Pluto transit to your consciousness. Right. 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 It's like stand yeah. still. Yeah. At least you have a fair amount of Scorpio though. I always feel like that cushions the blow with all things Pluto, right? Like there's an at least like an appreciation for that in your chart a little mm-hmm. bit, right? It's like built in to at least uh appreciate the cycles, the death yeah. and the It's it's felt a look like because there was a, there's like been a willingness to transform like a willingness to go into the dark night of the soul right. i mean this pluto's made it feel a little bit like someone locked locked the door and i'm stuck in the sauna for an extra 45 minutes is kind of what <laughs> i've been experiencing so it's like kind of reminding myself like no i wanted to be in the sauna i wanted to 
sweat this shit out. I wanted to transform. I wanted to detoxify and, and have a reboot of my soul's vitality with a cross in that sun. Mm-hmm. I love that. That awesome. was brilliantly put. Brilliantly yes. put. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, any, anything you want to tell the world in our last like five minutes, anything interesting that about you, maybe even sort of taboo wise that you're like, you know, I do enjoy this or something and where to um, find you. Oh yeah. 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 A few things. One, um, just, just to people in general, just like, go be awesome. Like, mm-hmm. like when I, when I look at the astrology, I'm like, this world's gonna change a lot more than people realize this year and and i think that a lot of like the way that people show up in the world and identify and and maybe don't shine their light fully it's i think they're gonna see where it's good to just go out and just just be whatever you are like really because a lot of a lot of the stuff i think people sometimes like worry about like even if it's just energetically um, where they hold themselves back it's like just just show up now show up in your power mm-hmm. um, yeah for for me um just what really comes to mind just in, in sharing like connecting to sex connecting to you know this this evolution of myself um just very much like feeling that need as um the divine feminine mm-hmm. is, is like rising in the collective consciousness, but but to embody like my divine feminine within me, even as a man, right? Like even the understanding that we all have masculine and feminine energies within us, regardless of gender. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yes. you know, um, I have at times like use sex to like be more in like a submissive role, you know, and like played with those energies as like a way to kind of try to understand like how, how, what is it that's trying to come forward in the way that I'm trying to experience the, the feminine side of my energy, whether that be more emotional or more, more pleasure and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I would just, you know, encourage, you know, people, whether they're male or female, whatever the opposite mm-hmm. uh, right. energy is of their gender to like be okay with like exploring how that looks, whether it's, it's in the bedroom or, or, or it's otherwise. Cause I find a lot of times when we're trying to understand something about those energies, especially when it's the opposite energy of our gender, a lot of times it wants to come out first through a desire through, through sex, you mm-hmm. know, and to like, not, not shame it, not make it wrong. It's right. like, okay. Like exploring that in a way of like, what wants to come forward? Like what wants to materialize and, and be shown in a way that it's not just a, a taboo thing or not just a sexual right. kink, but actually a deeper understanding of the identification of yourself. Right. Of what's there. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Beautifully put. Yeah, totally. Right. Very philosophical, right. Tangible, identifiable, yeah. right. Yeah. To something yeah. that most people are like, what, you know? So sure. awesome. Yeah absolutely yeah my gosh and then did you want to put out where we can uh, find you i know instagram right we talked about yeah ig viking rising men's coaching um that's also 
the name of my website for the men's coaching that I do, vikingrisingmenscoaching.com. And most of my astrology stuff is at astrology by B-Y, ericrosen.com. That's E-R-I-C-R-O-S-E-N. Um, what inspired the Viking Rising name? Yeah, I've uh, that south of Saturn has occurred to me sometimes as like uh, like like failures, like where things like like collapse, like didn't work out, you know, and then having to have that Scorpio Phoenix Rising moment. So yeah. uh, times in my life where I went through deep transformations when things fell apart. So it's like where the the passion of that Viking of that adventurous, let's go explore the unknown mindset. Like I had to like resurrect that within myself. Right. And so not, not like play small and be like, okay, well, like I lost half the livestock or the cattle and like, I'm just going to stay here and rebuild that at the village. And I'm not going to go explore the world out there because I made a mistake or because something happened, but to bring that spirit of, of the masculine back to be like, what is it that we're after what is it that we want what what is our desire what do we want to go create what do we want to go build so i had to do that for myself and um you know so it's about waking other men up out of like their apathy or not feeling like they can fulfill their vision for their life of the things that they want be like no bro like fucking let's go we can like let's do this Mm -hmm. it's amazing yeah thank you for uh being that person in the world (laughs) really yeah yeah yeah. yeah thanks for being on our show <laughs> as of thanks, two years yeah. ago it's like all oh, what Let's do it but yeah right? yeah mm-hmm. thanks for being yeah. so down yeah oh, i was game all the yeah. way thanks for having me ladies this was fun right kind of awesome so if fun. you know of anybody who maybe would be down to have their chart looked at you know yeah. send them our way where you're like oh it's, it's my favorite subject ever yeah. yeah perfect perfect yeah all right yeah. well and if you ever want to chat astrology we're around we Fun. love yeah. it yeah <laughs> that would be awesome i'd love to yeah yeah all right awesome well, all right we're good bye, bye eric yeah see you ladies take care you too bye, bye. Thanks for listening. Check out our playlists on our website. We have Zodiac playlists at teamaquarius.com.